1: Hello, hello. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. And this is the first episode of 2020. I hope you welcomed your new year with open arms, ready to start fresh. But, you know, a lot of questions happen around New Year. We question our weight, our health, our love life, the home we live in, our job. There's a lot of questions we have and whether it's something that we want to continue doing or is it a time for a change. And we tend to make these resolutions. Now, I don't even know if I like the term New Year's resolutions. But we will talk about them today regardless, because I feel like you don't need the new year to, you know, set yourself goals and be Totally reflecting on what's going on in your life and make the changes you need once a year because that just doesn't work. I'm forever changing my life on a daily basis. I'll come up with a goal and I work out I need to re plan, readjust, and re execute. So, you know, I'm forever changing things, but it is a really good time of year for us to plan what we would like the year to look like and probably look at the end result and say, you know, at the end of 2020, what do I want to achieve and sort of work a little bit backwards. So, I really like the beginning of the year is setting ourselves up for success and being flexible for those times that we're, you know, it's not a failure, but we have not hit the ground running and we have to reassess and work out what else we need to do to get to where we want to get to. But when you think of New Year's resolutions, we obviously, the first thing we think of is there's a new year and there's going to be a new me. You know that whole mantra, I'm going to make all these changes in the new year. But, you know, rather than trying to hit the reset button on you individually yourself, is sometimes we are also talking about hitting the, the reset button on our relationships. And the new year symbolizes a fresh start for some people and some couples, but it is a fresh start that Some of us really, really need. And this is where we can also look at our relationships and go, right, do I need a fresh start? And what do I need to do in 2020 to have my companionship, to have my relationship, to have us as a couple flourish once again? You know, we've maybe lost that spark. So the festive season's been around. We've had lots of stress around Christmas, and it can take a toll on our relationships, especially if they're already on the rocks. And we did talk about this on an earlier episode around our relationships being quite rocky around Christmas and New Year period, and it being known as divorce month in therapy circles. There's all these silent pressures and expectations, and there's a lot of room for disappointment, which means that our relationship cop most of the brunt when it. comes. Comes to the craziness of Christmas. Not to mention, you've got all of these other family members around that are not normally around on a daily basis. So there's added pressure as well. So we're in the new year now. We've already gone through the first week of 2020. It's crazy. It's gone so fast already. So now, you know, the dust is settling and we're finished eating all our Christmas leftovers and we've done the whole New Year's celebration. So now it's a perfect opportunity to make things right and work on our relationship without the distraction of family around, giving gifts, without us being in the kitchen day in and day out making, you know, these feasts for our families. So I thought we'd spend some time today taking a look at some of the resolutions you could make with your partner in 2020 so that you can have it start thriving once again. I'm noticing phones are just a thing of today. And yes, 20 years ago, we weren't on the phones like we are now, but they are literally a staple in our life. We do everything on the phones. And I see this in children. I see this in my children. I see it everywhere you go. You know, if you love people watching, well, like I do, we could go to dinner and I can look up and I can see a whole table of people sharing a dinner, but also not sharing any time together because every single one of them are on their phones. And it's quite a common sight to see that that happens. And at times, I've got to even pick up my own self and pick up my own family and go, hey, 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 get off the phones. Let's just have dinner or let's just hang out. So I'm going to say the first thing you can do to really get your love life thriving is to limit your screen time. You know, coming into 2020. It's a new decade. And if you look back at 2010 and think about how much technology has really taken over our lives, it's really couldn't be more true. And look at sort of how our relationships have changed because of technology. Have they taken over our relationships? there's a bit of a debate around that. In the early 2010, it meant that we would watch shows and we'd talk to each other about every episode. We'd watch Friends and have a chat about that. But now we can like see the next episode in five seconds. We don't even have to wait for any other episode to come the following week. We've got things like Netflix, we've got things on our phones. So Really, you've got no time to chat with your partner or friends or colleagues or whatever it is. You've got no time to chat because there's no rest period. We have things on demand. So the screen time on our phones has dramatically increased over the years and we are constantly connected to this outside world while our relationship inside the home can really suffer due to a lack of communication. You've got to remember that if the phone is a connection to the outside world, it means that you are not connecting to your inside world because your attention is on the outside. So I'm going to say try and limit your screen time It's almost like, say, if your partner likes to go out with the boys, they've got to limit the amount of time they can spend with boys. Like, you know, every Friday you go out, go for it. You've got all night, eat your heart out, but it's not every single day because it won't work for the relationship. And that's the same as phone and screen time. It's give yourselves an opportunity to say, you know what, we'll jump off the phones at 10 p.m. and we'll spend half an hour with each other or an hour with each other or we'll jump off the computer at 9.30 and we'll watch it. One Netflix episode of something, whatever series you're watching, and then you'll turn that off and spend some time with it, whatever it is. But just giving yourselves some time to talk about how you feel what's coming up for you, any insecurities, anything to celebrate. Just reconnect. And so you really need to, if you're going to limit the screen time in your relationship, you need to talk to your partner about it, but you also need to keep each other accountable and manage the screen time. Because when you're making yourself accountable, you're actually making sure that you are spending time together. And that means you're actually engaging in a conversation, enjoying each other's company. And this far outweighs the amount of time you spend on devices. You know, you could spend four hours on a device and your relationship only needs half an hour of undivided attention. So, I mean, if you weigh it up, it's not so difficult, but we do need to make a conscious effort only because they are just a staple for us. Now, it's almost like the air we breathe. You just have your phone. You sit down and you're bored for one second and you pick up your phone. So I would say let's try and limit the screen time and let's put in some routines at home that help us reconnect with one another. The other thing I'm going to say is And look, guys, I talk about this going into 2020, into the new year to do this stuff, but this is stuff that you need to do all the time. So I don't want you to think about it as being, I only do it in the new year and in a couple of weeks, I'm going to forget about it. And you know what? I tried, but life got in the way. No, this is a conscious effort with you guys totally committed to your relationship and making this stuff happen. And I guess the next thing I want to talk about is making a gesture, whether it's big or small. And I want to take you back to when you first started dating your partner. I want you to remember when you both used to make sure the other person felt loved and appreciated and Whether it was you sent a simple message or it's even a simple I love you out of the blue or gave them a small gift, whatever it was, but showing your partner that you still care for them is a resolution for most couples when they're struggling. And this is something that you can focus on and very easy because we get lost in our day to day stuff, right? Our day to day lives take over and we tend to forget how to express or to express our appreciation for our other partner or our other husband so it doesn't take much but just maybe when you do think of them let them know let them know that you've thought of them bring them home that special chocolate that they love or that muffin or that macaroon or that perfume or whatever it is whatever you know if you know they love a particular bikini and it's come out go get it or if he loves a particular I know that my boys at the moment are into shoes so whether it's the new Asics or the new Nike that's come out Whatever it is, but it shows that you've thought of them in the day and you know they haven't asked for it. You don't want anything in return. It's simply just I thought of you today and I got this for you. Simply just a text, I love you, whatever it is. But the small gestures count. So it could even start with a little note that explains one thing you love about them and put it somewhere they'll find it easily in their lunchbox or in their laptop bag, whatever it is. But if you want to go for something a bit bigger, you could try and organise a surprise date at a nice restaurant or set up a romantic picnic in the living room, you know, put out a picnic blanket and get some popcorn and put on their favourite movie, whatever it is. Get your favourite takeout and just a bottle of wine at home and some chocolate and watch some Netflix or whatever it is. Watch some old videos and movies of you guys when you first met or when the kids kids were little, just spending time together, but making the effort and showing them that, hey, I appreciate you. I want to spend time with you. Look what I've done for you. You don't need to do these acts every single day or every single week, but if you can do them occasionally and just let them know that you love and adore them, often it will actually make your relationship blossom. It's like fertilizing your own garden right? It's like you're watering the plant so that it can be hydrated and grow and feel nourished and it Helps your relationship flourish. And that's what you need to be doing. You need to be doing those little gestures for each other. Both men and women, there's no, you know, this does not discriminate other women and the men both need to take some time out to make sure that they're showing their appreciation for each other. The other thing is really listening to your partner. I know that it's difficult in the noise of life to really listen. And I mean, active listening. And in a long-term relationship, there are certain topics that we start to unintentionally tune out of such as our partner complaining about work or their family because it's usually the same topic that keeps popping up and we start to disconnect from it when the partner just keeps ranting and ranting and going on about whatever it is they're going on about and it can hinder our relationships we're like oh my god here they go again and you just disconnect but just like you would like to be taken seriously when you're venting to your partner they want you to also. Take them seriously they want you to not just listen to what they have to say, but sometimes they may ask for some help or need some help in their situation and they might want you to offer some advice. If it warrants the space for you to offer advice, they could be looking for another solution and they can't see it. So working together to resolve these issues is an important part of growing as a couple. Try and keep an open mind and an open heart when it comes to their concerns. After all, you know their problems are your problems too. So, if they're coming home with these problems and it's a burden on them, it's going to actually become a burden on the relationship because they're not going to be present in the relationship. They're not going to be functioning as their normal self. So, it would actually benefit you to actually listen and lend a hand, even though you're sick of hearing it. And, you know, two minds may be able to come up with a better option or another scenario that could help them through that situation that they're in. So, That's the third thing that you can do in 2020, starting your relationship or all the time. How about that? So listening to your partner. The other thing is I want you to be a couple. Like we're talking about parents here. Let's talk about parents. If you are a parent, you need to be a couple and not just parents. This happens without you even realizing is that you just become parents because you're so busy looking after the children. You're having this child-centric relationship and this is something that many couples face when they start to grow their family. But taking the focus of their relationship and putting the kids as the only priority can be very detrimental to the relationship. By not being a couple and working on your relationship, you aren't showing your children how to handle serious relationships when the time comes for them. They don't know what a serious relationship looks like because your whole world has revolved around them. So you're the first couple in the relationship, right? The grown ups are the first couple. You are the main role models in their life, and you give them an opportunity to see a healthy, flourishing, and mature relationship. And this is a great responsibility for adults and couples in a family because many couples haven't mastered this. So while your kids are everything to you, and I get it, like my kids, they're my everything, but it's the time you put. In And the effort you put into each other as a couple, that makes all the difference for that relationship and that family unit. We actually underestimate what it is like to be a a healthy, functioning couple for our kids. So, while your kids are everything to you, you really need to spend quality time together, engage in an activity that excites you both, have discussions, but don't let them turn into arguments and be the couple goals that your kids want to be someday. It's those couples that they tag on Instagram and say, you know, couple goals. Like, be that couple. Let them look at you and go, oh my God, if I could have half of what my parents have, I have succeeded in my love life. Be that couple. So they're probably the four major things that you could do going into the new year. So we'll recap them. We want you to limit your screen time, come up with a routine or what works with you guys. It may not be daily. It might be every second day, but whatever works for your relationships, limit the screen time. Make some gestures, big or small. Go back to how was it in the beginning? What are the little things that you used to do that you've forgotten to do? That you don't do any longer. Listen to your partner. I know that sometimes they rant and nag and you want to disconnect, but sometimes they really need you and that's why they keep ranting and nagging because they haven't actually been able to come up with a solution to their problem and you might be able to help. So by disconnecting, you're not offering a hand. Be a couple and not just parents if you've got children. This is really important. And if you're a couple that haven't got children yet and you are thinking of having children, it's time to practice to be couple goals right now. Make that relationship so great that when you have kids, they look at you and they want to be exactly like you, or at least if they could be half of what you are, they would be happy. So I'm going to invite you to take the new year by force and seize every opportunity to reconnect and grow and blossom with your partner this new decade. Start the decade off with nothing but love, compassion, appreciation and quality time for each other so that you can now pave the way for your relationship to thrive not only this year but for years to come. Become each other's support, be each other's best friend but also make sure you've got lots of time for intimacy. Create that couple bubble that I talk about and make sure you stay in it protect yourselves because that love of a couple is very sacred. And the only way you're going to keep it and nourish it is if you put time and effort in it, but you also protect it. So on that note, I am going to leave you to work in your relationships over the year. We will have topics coming up every single week as per usual to help you on your journey. But for now, I would like to say thanks for joining. Good luck. And if you have any questions, please reach out. Remember to like, subscribe, tell your friends all about the podcast. We've actually hit a thousand listeners the other day, which was great. So we celebrated that milestone. And Like I said, I'm always open to DMs and any topics that you want me to cover, we can do that. So I'll leave it at there. Have a good day, everyone. This is Dr. Love. I'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to the podcast with Dr. Love. For all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head to www.drlove.com. That's D-R-L-U-R-V-E.com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at... Ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.